The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Good afternoon and welcome to Frankly Speaking About Cancer with the Cancer Support Community. Your host is Kim Tibaldo, President and CEO of the Cancer Support Community. This hour is designed to inspire, inform, and to help you live better with cancer. Now, here's your host, Kim Tibaldo. Welcome to Frankly Speaking About Cancer, an internet radio show that focuses on informing and inspiring people to live well with cancer. My name is Linda House. I'm the president of the Cancer Support Community, and I am today your guest host. You're normally hosted by Kim Tibaldo, and I'm lucky enough to be able to stand in for uh, her today. The Wellness Community and Gilda's Club have united to become the Cancer Support Community, one of the largest providers of cancer support in the United States and world. As a matter of fact, our services are provided in more than 170 locations worldwide, online at www supportcommunity.org and so via a telephone helpline and I will give you that number after you've had a chance to grab a pencil to write it down. For today's topic, we wanted to talk to you about the open enrollment period and to ensure that you meet this very rapidly approaching deadline to register through the health insurance marketplace to achieve coverage for your, your health care in 2017. So the open enrollment period has been ongoing since November and will close at the end of January. Several of you should have received notices from our organizations and others to to join. For anyone who is at risk of cancer, living with cancer, or is a cancer survivor, there are many health care needs that must be considered as you look for new and different health insurance plans. And this goes for whether you're shopping marketplace or whether you're looking for an employer-based Insurance, really think about your options and your requirements. On this episode of Frankly Speaking About Cancer, we will discuss what you need to know to navigate, again, not only your state's marketplace, but tips to help you select insurance plans that best meet your unique health needs, regardless of where you're looking. The cancer support community, along with a group of our fellow nonprofit organizations, created a free online resource a few years ago that is very helpful to you called the Cancer Insurance Checklist. You can download this at cancerinsurancechecklist.org, and it was really designed for people with cancer as you are thinking about your current situation, what you might need, and you're shopping the marketplaces in one friendly worksheet. And we will give you that website again later. So to help us really communicate the experiences around the marketplaces using the cancer insurance checklist and why this is so important, we have two amazing guests on the show today. The first guest joining us is Ashwani Jane, and Ashwani is the currently the Associate Director of External Affairs for um, HHS. And prior to that, Ashwani was working on the Moonshot team, which is where we had the good benefit to to get to know you, Ashwani. And we should tell our listeners that you are a survivor of childhood cancer, so you understand the importance of thinking about your options when you're shopping for for health insurance. So thank you for um, joining us again on the radio show, Ashwani. Of course, and thank you so much for everything you do and for having me on. Also joining us today is Vijay Slate, who's a good friend of CSC's. Vijay has a master's degree in health psychology and behavioral medicine, has been trained at the Mayo Clinic as a tobacco treatment specialist and has a book to help individuals stop smoking um, and, and manage tobacco use, which is an amazing book. I highly recommend it. Uh, we've gotten to know Vijay in a number of ways, including the fact that she is a passionate speaker and patient advocate. And we have had the good fortune of bringing her to Washington, D.C. and hearing stories about about the journey that she's had with health care coverage over the last few years. And I think that you'll agree with me that um, she brings a really unique and interesting perspective to this uh, conversation. So welcome back to our show, Vijay. So glad, glad to have you. Nice to be here, Linda. Thank you so much for your kind introduction. 
So, BJ, I'm going to start with you because you've, you've heard me say publicly before that you are one of the most highly educated consumers on the healthcare marketplaces. And that education has been, you know, a little bit through the school of hard knocks, both prior to being implemented and then through your learning over the past several years. So can you start by helping our listeners really understand you know, how does the open enrollment work? Who does it impact? How do people best um, educate themselves on that? Well, open enrollment is basically for anyone who needs health insurance, regardless of what state you live in. Now, I live in the state of California, and so we have our own health care exchange, and so some states have their own portal on the websites. Um, some of the, a lot of the states, it's through the, the government, the, the federal government. So it depends on what state. But um, whether you get, if you get insurance through your employer, uh, this may not be for you. But if you do not get insurance through your employer, or if you're like me, I'm self-employed, so I have to have an individual policy, or maybe you're in between jobs or maybe you're unemployed at the moment. Regardless, anyone who does not have health insurance can get um, affordable insurance through open enrollment. Now, it's, it's a limited period of time where you have to apply, and you can also change your existing plan. So don't put this off. There's only a limited time where you can do this. Um, and it's important to know that you can't be denied insurance. That was my biggest worry was because, I've had cancer twice, and the first time was about 30 years ago. And for 30 years, I was never able to get new insurance because of pre-existing conditions. So it's really easy. You just go onto the website um, and you apply, and that you fill out a few demographic questions. And there's some in, um, questions about your income. And this is to see if you qualify for subsidies, which will help you pay for your insurance policy. So it's really important that you take care of this right now. And so to your point, you may qualify for subsidies so that the cost of the insurance may, in fact, be lower than you might expect it to be. Absolutely. Absolutely. They're, they're going to... You're, they're going to look at your overall picture. They're going to look at uh, how many people are in your family, what you qualify for, and what your income is. And so you want to make sure that you have that information with you when you fill out the application. And, yes, a lot of people are able to get subsidies. So the actual cost of that health care plan is offset. And it, it's not something that they send you a check or anything. It's done automatically. So if you qualify for a subsidy, uh, for example, myself, um, my insurance was about $800, and I qualified for a subsidy, and so it brought my monthly cost down to about $250. And so it's a great benefit. Mm -hmm. uh, Ashwani, can you go into a bit about how much longer we have in this year's open enrollment period and whether or not people still have time to sign up? Yeah, absolutely, and, and thanks again for this opportunity. Um, and so, you know, as was mentioned before, open enrollment uh, started on November 1st of last year, and it goes until January 31st of this year. So we have a couple more uh, weeks uh, for the open enrollment period. Uh, and so if you have not already, I would really recommend that at the very least, uh, people who are listening take a look at healthcare.gov. Uh, it's very consumer-centered and user-friendly. You can shop around multiple issuers and multiple plans to see if there's, you know, a viable option for you. Uh, in fact, most people can actually find up to 30 different plans and, like was mentioned before, use different tax credits to reduce any potential financial burden. And, you know, in fact, thanks to these tax credits that have been available, nearly 80% of those who either sign up for the first time in this marketplace or if they come back and change plans in the marketplace, most of them will only end up paying between $50 to $100 a month for health insurance. And that obviously is very historic. Uh, and so, you know, if you need health insurance, if you want health insurance, uh, there is an affordable way to do so. Great. And, and so, so, so for, for people who may hear this radio show after the close of the um, open enrollment period, let's say that they had employer-based health care 
and, you know, something changed in their situation and they no longer have employer-based health care. What does it mean for those individuals? Can they go in and then register? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, so essentially, if you need health insurance or if you currently have employer-based insurance, uh, you can still find a cheaper plan by visiting healthcare.gov. And so, you know, for anyone who's navigating that website, we have a lot of in-person or over-the-phone assistance. Uh, and specifically, people can also visit localhelp.healthcare.gov uh, to find a specific location with in-person help. And in that way, they can speak with someone individually and confidentially over the phone 24 hours a day, seven days a week, uh, and, and really just find out what kind of works best for them and what options are available for them. Uh, there's also a phone number if I can provide uh, for people who may not have access to uh, the Internet right away. Uh, you mm -hmm. can also call 1-800-318-2596. Uh, so, again, you know, uh, we at HHS are really trying our best to, to be where the people are and answer any questions they may have, whether individually, uh, whether you're, you get your insurance through employers, uh, just trying to find different ways to find affordable options for people when they need it. Mm -hmm. And so when somebody loses their health insurance, midway through the year. Can they then also visit healthcare.gov and shop the marketplace if there's been a change in their status as an employment? Yeah, that's a great question. So uh, so typically speaking, uh, you can only uh, apply for health insurance during these open enrollment periods. That kind of, kind of streamlines the process for all these insurance companies as well. Uh, okay. That being said, uh, I know there are ways for people to still get insurance if they lose it throughout the year or if they suddenly become unemployed. Uh, there are definitely options for that, uh, and again, these uh, you know this, this website and this number can kind of help facilitate. But but typically speaking, uh, you know most of the uh, insurance plans kind of are open during this open enrollment period. Perfect. And, and for our listeners, we will at the end of the show repeat all of these websites and all of the phone numbers. So again, please grab a a pen and a piece of paper, and we'll we'll repeat all of that to make sure that you that you have it. Uh, Vijay, I wanted to, as we're going to a, a commercial break, one last question for you. Um, as a self and patient advocate, self advocate and patient advocate, what do people impacted by cancer really need to consider carefully when they are evaluating their health insurance needs? Well, I, I think the, the first thing is where are you in the cancer experience? Uh, because it changes over time. If you've been newly diagnosed, um, you, you probably want to stick with your current doctors. And so when you're looking at the different plans available, you want to make sure that your current treatment providers are within that plan. Um, I, I never had it happen to me, but I think it would absolutely be devastating if you had to switch providers in the middle of treatment. And so if you're in treatment, that's, that's really important that you want to stick with your current providers. And, and that may be important like the year after treatment while you're still seeing your oncologist on an ongoing basis. Now, if your cancer experience was years ago, it's still real, really important that you have insurance and not let it go. Um, I have had cancer twice, and I had a 23-year gap. And so even when they say after five years you're no longer impacted, I had a reoccurrence after 23 years. So it's really important to have insurance, but my needs during that that period of time changed because after a period of time, I had stopped seeing an oncologist. I had stopped seeing the, the having the scans and the blood work and everything. Um, and so you need to look at your individual needs and where you are in the cancer experience and, and what fits your goals at that time, if that makes sense. Great. Yep. And then I'll just, just quickly mention that the cancer insurance checklist is designed a bit in that worksheet format. Um, that, that helps people sort of outline you know, what what is my current situation, who are my doctors, what treatments am I receiving or not receiving, and then provide a checklist of what are those things that we might want to think about, additional diagnosis, follow-up care, that sort of thing, um, as people are, are making that. So I would encourage I would encourage our listeners to to go download that again at cancerinsurancechecklist.org. So we are going to have to take a quick commercial break. This is Frankly Speaking About Cancer, and we are talking about navigating the 2017 open enrollment period with our guests, Ashwani Jane and BJ Slate. Today's show is sponsored by Novartis Oncology. We will be back right after this quick break.
Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Effective cancer treatment requires more than just medication or surgery. For the country's 12 million cancer survivors and their loved ones, the social and emotional challenges of adapting to life with cancer are ongoing. How to handle co-workers' questions, how to get comfortable with new physical realities, how to reassure worried family members, or explain to friends your priorities have changed. The Cancer Support Community is ready to help by providing free counseling, education, and hope for survivors and their caregivers. Whether online or at over 100 locations around the world, the Cancer Support Community is ready to offer the support you need to live a better life with cancer. For more information on support groups, publications, nutrition, exercise programs, and more, call 1-888-793-9355 or visit us online at www.cancersupportcommunity.org. That's cancersupportcommunity.org. The Cancer Support Community, a global network of education and hope. Cancer Support Community is proud to be a partner of Magnolia Meals at Home, a new pilot program that aims to help patients by providing nourishing meals to households affected by breast cancer so loved ones can spend more quality time together. This program is currently available in and around two pilot cities, Andover, Massachusetts and Woodcliffe Lake, New Jersey. Participants will receive one delivery of meals every month for up to six months when enrolled in the program. Each delivery includes up to seven meals designed to help meet the nutritional needs of people living with breast cancer and 10 meals for family members. This novel program is brought to you by the AZI Women's Oncology Program, Magnolia. Cancer Care, the Cancer Support Community, and Meals on Wheels Association of America. To find out if you or loved ones are eligible, visit online at www.magnoliamealsathome.com or call 617-733-5848. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to facebook.com forward slash voice America or search for the keywords voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to facebook.com forward slash voice America or search for voice America. You're listening to Frankly Speaking About Cancer with the Cancer Support Community, an inspirational program offering the resources you need to live a better life with cancer. Now here's your host, Kim Tibaldo, President and CEO of the Cancer Support Community. Welcome back to Frankly Speaking About I'm your host, Linda House, filling in for Kim Tibaldo today. We are talking with Ashwani Jane and also VJ Slate. BJ is a patient advocate and tobacco treatment specialist at Stop Smoking, Stay Quit. And we were talking break about how do you really engage with the marketplaces? What does it really mean? How does it work? How do you make these you know these decisions? So VJ, you started uh, to tell us a bit of your story, and you know when you when you think about this history of cancer or risk for cancer. When you look at the specific plans, you know, what are, what are the, 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 the things really going through your, your mind as a patient and as a survivor, um, when comparing and thinking about the next year? Because this is just one year of coverage, but the next year. Right. Uh, one of the things that I think is really important is when you're looking at the plan is your overall cost. Now, as a cancer, uh, former cancer patient, I have high medical needs. So I see a doctor on quite a regular basis. And so there's different parts to health care that you need to look at. There is your monthly premium, but there's also uh, your co-pays, which is what you pay to see a doctor every time you go. And then there's what's called your out-of-pocket, which means your total cost that you would have to pay over a period of, of one year. And you need to take both of those into account. It may be, you know, really um, attractive to get a health care plan that it has a very low monthly premium, but then it has a high out-of-pocket deductible that you have to meet each year. And if you're someone like me who has ongoing medical issues, uh, that may not be the best plan for you. So it may, 
you want to take a look at your overall total cost, not just what the monthly premium is, but you want to compare. And you might want to take a look at your last year. How many times did you go to the doctor? What medications are you taking? Are they on the formulary? You also want to take a look at what's really available in your area. Now, I, I live in a fairly rural area in a very large county, and so my exchange is by county. And yet if I did want some of the plans that may offer a lower monthly fee, I'm driving an hour and a half to those providers. So you also want to take that into account of what's available in your local area that's going to be convenient for you. I, I, I certainly would not want to be driving an hour and a half for, to see my oncologist. And so you also want to take a look at um, if you've had hospitalizations, is your, what hospitals in your area are covered by your plan. For example, in my area when I first signed up, my oncologist's office is right next to the hospital he uses. And when I was comparing different plans, he would take um, plan A and B, and yet the hospital put, took plan C and D, and they didn't match. And so, uh, and I called his office, and he's going, and the insurance um, provider said, oh, I'm sure you're, you're mistaken. And I, I called three times to each party to make sure that I was correct. And so it's very confusing. And Ashwani said that, you know, there may, you may have 30 different plans to take a look at. And I think that can be really, really overwhelming. So you first want to start with what are your needs and who are your doctors and what plans um, do they contract with. And let's, I'm going to break down a couple of the terms that, that you just used because so you know, we should just outline that premiums would be the monthly fee that the consumer pays for their health care coverage. And the out-of-pocket costs would be if there were any co-pays um, or co-insurances on services or, uh, or, or medications, for example. And so what you're saying is that with, with some of the plans, there may be a lower premium, a lower monthly fee, but associated with that lower monthly fee might, in fact, be more dollars out of pocket if you would need to actually use your health insurance coverage. Exactly. That's exactly what I'm saying. So you need to look at really what is your total out of pocket for the year, adding up what the monthly premium would be, plus what would these co-pays or what you need to pay um, before your insurance actually uh, begins to provide more coverage for you. Perfect. Thank you. Ashwani, so when you think about, you know, exactly what we've been talking about and how, you know, people can keep track of the different plan and, and really, under, you know, understand if, if one would meet or fail their particular needs, what, what tips or tricks do you have for our listeners? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think this is a, a really important question, so I'm happy to, to provide some insight. Uh, the best advice that I can give for folks uh, is really to check out healthcare.gov. Uh, and just like you can compare prices and products on a website like Amazon.com, at healthcare.gov you can also shop around and keep track of different plans, uh, different health insurance plans. So this year, for example, as you move through the sign-up process, you will find, you know, you can find improved shopping tools that can find plans that work best for you and your family. And once you use those tools to customize your plan results based on your individual needs, you can then find a more intuitive experience that gives you the ability to really move uh, and find, you know, different plans, compare them, uh, and, and the different benefits that each of those plans have. And uh, for this open enrollment period, this is the first time that as you're reviewing those plans, all the information you need will be in one single place. You know, which of your doctors and drugs are in each plan, what are the estimated total yearly costs, uh, and even the tags that tell you if a plan offers you extra savings. And through all of that, you'll also be able to filter which plans you want to compare by your doctors and drugs, you know, combined with other things that are important to you like price, deductible, plan type, and more. So again, uh, we're trying to offer a one-stop shop at healthcare.gov where you can easily compare different plans, different options, uh, based on your specific needs, your specific history, 
uh, your family, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and then the second thing that I can uh, suggest in terms of a really helpful tool is the cancerinsurancechecklist.org, uh, if I got that right, Linda. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, I took a look at it, and it really is a great way to kind of, as, especially as a cancer patient, as a cancer survivor, kind of going through the list of what are all the things that I need to be aware of specifically to my needs as a cancer person, you know, cancer patient, uh, just to make sure that I'm not missing anything and, uh, you know, really making sure that I'm finding the best option for me. Great. So, so, so let's back up a little bit and, and talk about cancer prevention. And, you know, people, people with cancer need to think about preventing cancer, you know, a different, a different type of cancer. So just because you've had cancer doesn't mean you're immune to a second, a second cancer. And certainly for those listeners who may have a family member with cancer, um, and might be at a higher risk for cancer, you know, when you think about prevention and early detection, I don't want to limit it just to prevention or risk mm-hmm. reduction. Um, so talk to us a little bit about um, evaluating plans when they're thinking about that particular aspect. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, if you know a family member that has a history of cancer or, you know, you have your own history of cancer uh, or you even might have a higher risk of getting sick one day, you know, you'll likely need very expensive treatment. And so your primary concern should really be to find a healthcare insurance plan that has, you know, low out-of-pocket expenses, covered services, and meet your needs. Uh, And again, you can find all of those types of plans on our website so you won't have to bear 100% of your medical costs in the future. So I think a lot of it is just being wary of what are your risks, uh, you know, what your family history is, what your own experiences have been, and then just signing up for insurance. Uh, and not assuming that, you know, you're going to be completely fine and healthy uh, in the future. So just, you know, being cautious, being wary, and planning out your future uh, just like you would with every other aspect of your life. Mm-hmm. And when individuals are thinking about their plans, there is a certain package of what what's called essential health benefits. So regardless of the plan, the plans must offer this set of essential health benefits. And if I'm not mistaken, prevention is a part of those, or I'm sorry, early detection, um, coverage for early detection, like screenings, um, are considered a part of the essential health benefit packages. Correct. Right? Yes. Under the ACA, uh, these are all essential, uh, you know, essential things that need to be covered. Okay. And that would include mammograms and colonoscopies as a couple of examples. Correct. Yep. Okay, great. Thank you. Um, so, BJ, I know that you have done a really nice job over the course of, of several years becoming a true consumer of, of health care. And when you think about, you know, especially these out-of-pocket costs or, you know, costs of, 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 of services, what suggestions do you have for our listeners um, in terms of ways in which they might actually reduce those out-of-pocket costs? One of the things that we don't talk about in our society is money. And so when somebody is first hit with a cancer diagnosis, what you don't understand is how very expensive health care is going to be. And it's a ripple effect throughout your, your whole financial situation. And I think that people need to get more comfortable asking up front, how much is this going to cost me? And being able to compare different costs of treatment. And even just simple questions as, um, is my insurance going to cover this? I recently had to have a, a spot on my back checked, and the dermatologist says, oh, you know, we don't need to, to do that. We can just uh, burn it off. And I, the first question I ask is, does my insurance cover this? And he said, no, it doesn't, but I won't charge you. And so you can actually reduce your health care costs simply by asking for a discount. Ask your doctor's office that, you know, hey, this is quite expensive, um, but it's our failure to ask about the cost of treatment, and you need to be open with it. At one time, my doctor ordered a PET scan, and I said, but, but I can't afford it. It, it. My cost was going to be $4,000 out of pocket, and he says, yeah, but you have insurance, and he didn't quite understand that at that time, my out-of-pocket deductible for the year was $9,000, and so until I paid $9,000, my insurance was not going to pay for that PET scan. And so oftentimes doctors aren't even even thinking about the cost of treatment, and that's something that we need to be aware of. 
Unfortunately, when you're hit with a cancer diagnosis, the cost is the last thing you're thinking of. You're thinking, save my life. But oftentimes, there's alternative treatments. There can be, for different types of cancers, there can be several different um, regimens. And uh, they may have the same exact outcome, but the big difference is how it's going to hit your pocketbook. And so we need to talk about that. You can also call the hospitals and ask if they have any special programs. Ask for discounts. And we need to not stop being ashamed that um, we're talking about money, and I think that's a big taboo in our society. And so we need to get past that um, and see if there's other options. So be open with it uh, to your doctor, and they usually have a designated insurance person who's very well aware of the costs involved. And it's better to ask before you get that bill in the mail. And even if you have weren't able to ask about the cost and you get that bill in the mail, call your doctor's office. See if they will work for you. What I don't suggest doing is going out and borrowing money to, to pay your medical bills. See if they can get a discount first. And um, so a lot of places will really work with you. And then you can also check. I know our local Gilda's Club, which is part of the Cancer Support Community, they know the local resources that are able to help people out. For example, where I live, we have an organization that not only helps you with medical bills, but let's say you're unable to work for a month and you don't have a paycheck, so they'll pay your rent for a month. And so there's other resources like that also. And so you need to see what's available in your communities also. Mm-hmm. And, and the other thing that I will mention um, is making sure that when you are having procedures, you 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 are are sure that the the medical professionals that are per, either reading the scans or doing the procedures are a part of the approved network for your insurance coverage. And sometimes that's really hard to do. Um, I had uh, actually right when I got back from Washington D.C. in December, I had foot surgery, and I had asked the doctor about is the anesthesiologist covered under my plan, and. They actually did not know, and I had to get the name of the the anesthesiologist who was going to be it and just call their office just to make sure you are under my plan, correct? And they were, and so that was fine. Um, But, boy, it can really be time-consuming, and it's a lot of hassle sometimes, and I wish our system was a little bit simpler, but in the long run, it will save you a lot of money. Mm -hmm. So the, the, the short message is act like a consumer. With your health care, which yes. is something that we are not used to doing. And oftentimes we do that with our computers. You, you want to go to buy a computer, and you're going to check all the different specs out and all the different prices, and you're going to go to five different stores, and you're going to look online. And yet with our health care, we don't do that. And we need to start doing more of that um, until we have a single payer where you don't have to worry about it. And I hope that that happens at some time in my, in, in my future, at least. Well, thank to go to you. A and, plan. And, and and hang on to that. We'll we will pick that up right after the after the commercial. This is frankly speaking about cancer. Today's show is sponsored by Novartis Oncology. And please join us right after this quick break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Hi, I'm Nick Nicolaitis, President and CEO of Morphotech, and we're delighted to be a sponsor of Cancer Support Community's Frankly Speaking About Cancer series. Morphotech and its parent company, Azi, are committed to human health care, and we recognize that patients and their families are the most important participants in the health care process. We salute our global advocacy partners who are devoted to improving the lives of people touched by cancer every day. Cancer Support Community is proud to be a partner of Magnolia Meals at Home, a new pilot program that aims to help patients by providing nourishing meals to households affected by breast cancer so loved ones can spend more quality time together. This program is currently available in and around two pilot cities, Andover, Massachusetts and Woodcliffe Lake, New Jersey. Participants will receive one delivery of meals every month for up to six months when enrolled in the program. 
Each delivery includes up to seven meals designed to help meet the nutritional needs of people living with breast cancer and 10 meals for family members. This novel program is brought to you by the Azi Women's Oncology Program, Magnolia. Cancer Care, the Cancer Support Community, and Meals on Wheels Association of America. To find out if you or loved ones are eligible, visit online at www.magnoliamealsathome.com or call 617-733-5848. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to facebook.com forward slash voice America or search for the keywords voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to facebook.com forward slash voice America or search for voice America. You're listening to Frankly Speaking About Cancer with the Cancer Support Community, an inspirational program offering the resources you need to live a better life with cancer. Now here's your host, Kim Tibaldo, President and CEO of the Cancer Support Community. We are back with Frankly Speaking About Cancer. I am your guest host, Linda House, from the Cancer Support Community, and today we are lucky to be speaking with Ashwani Jane, who is Associate Director for External Affairs for HHS, and also BJ Slate, who is a patient advocate and tobacco treatment specialist at Stop Smoking, Stay Quit. Today we're talking about open enrollment, patient advocacy, and selecting health insurance when you are either impacted by cancer directly or if you have a family member and you are at high risk of um, being impacted by, by cancer. Ashwami, let's start with you. And, you know, this is not the first year for open enrollment. And we've talked a bit about ACA and the history of open enrollment. What lessons have we learned about how people navigate the exchanges and what impact um, the, the exchanges have, have had on patients? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so for me, you know, when I was 13 years old, I was diagnosed with follicular non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, uh, which is a cancer that was rarely found in children. And throughout my experience with cancer, from the initial diagnosis to the surgeries and procedures and the treatments that followed, I really felt completely out of control. You know, I was in a continuous state of recovery and never really in a place of victory. But what the Affordable Care Act did, uh, also known as Obamacare, uh, what it did through new benefits and a consumer-centered enrollment experience is really provide more control to those of us battling cancer because it helps put the patient at the center of the access and care and because it ensures that treatment will be there for you when you need it. So... You know, if you've had cancer or have cancer, you have a pre-existing condition. You know, I've been cancer-free for 14 years, uh, and most insurance companies will still view me as having a risky, uh, you know, risky case uh, and a pre-existing condition. Uh, since the ACA was enacted, healthcare prices have been rising at the slowest rate in five decades, and it has now have, you know, we now have new protections and benefits uh, as insurance providers must prevent preventative services at no extra cost. They can't cap your coverage, and they're not allowed to discriminate based on the fact that you have a pre-existing condition like cancer. So in the same way that you can buy, you know, car insurance or rental insurance or even homeowner insurance to protect you in the event of an emergency, uh, what we've been saying is you need to also buy health insurance so that you're not left bankrupt and untreated in the event of a medical emergency. And so I think, you know, people in the cancer community and and people who really need insurance, I think as long as they understand that and really make plans uh, to find insurance and find affordable insurance, uh, I think that's really a step in the right direction. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, DJ, we sort of talked about about some of the challenges um, that, that people face when when selecting um, health insurance. And you know, Ashwani, let's sort of you know just get get right to you know a, a big elephant on the table, especially this year. Um, and that is ACA. And, um, you know, one of the concerns that we have around ACA is that exactly the things that you just mentioned might be in jeopardy um, in the upcoming upcoming weeks. So, you know, are, are, are you at liberty at all to sort of, you know, just speak to as a survivor what concerns you about losing um, some of the protections that have been, 
you know, given to you through ACA and then the exchanges. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it is definitely a concern for me uh, as a survivor because uh, under the ACA, you know, we are protected uh, from insurance companies against pre-existing conditions. Uh, I, I'm 27, but up until the age I was 26, I was able to stay under my parents' uh, health insurance plan. Um, you know, and the ACA also offers a lot of other preventative measures so that we can find uh, find our diseases earlier uh, and kind of focus on prevention rather than just treatment. Uh, and so, you know, a potential repeal of the ACA is something that uh, I am concerned about. Um, you know, and, and it's not just for anything other than the fact that, you know, so far what the ACA has done is made coverage affordable, uh, made it also really easy to get covered and get insurance if you want it, uh, and also understand the importance of coverage as an investment in your future. Uh, and so that is something that is, uh, you know, uh, going to be contended. Uh, and so I think it's up for us as patients, as survivors who really need these services to make our voices heard, you know, call our representatives uh, and let them know how important uh, these types of services are. Great. Thank you. And and just, just quickly, even, even with the uncertainty that's going on around ACA and repeal of, of ACA, it's still very important for people to get covered during the open enrollment period, correct? Yes, absolutely. It is, uh, you know, number one, it's important for people to get covered because uh, if you don't have health insurance, uh, you know, you might need it in the future, and right now you can find plans that are affordable and, you know, but, you, know you can have really ownership of your own care uh, that you might not necessarily have if the ACA is repealed. Um, and, you know, no matter where you live, most consumers can actually find a healthcare plan for less than $75 per month thanks to financial assistance at healthcare.gov. Um, so, you know, you can find financial assistance. Uh, you can get confidential in-person or over-the-phone help uh, if you need it. Uh, and, again, you are essentially making a down payment for a healthy and productive life by signing up uh, during this open enrollment period. So if you have been covered under the marketplaces in 2016, so you've already been enrolled, you've already chosen a plan in 2016, everything is going fine, what do you need to do this year? Do you need to do anything, or does everything automatically um, automatically roll and re-enroll you? No. So, uh, so I would say first off that you don't necessarily need to do anything else if you've already uh, signed up for healthcare. Uh, but what I would say is most consumers will be able to find uh, cheaper plans uh, by going at healthcare.gov. So if you already have insurance with the marketplace, that's great. Uh, but if you want, uh, you can still go back to healthcare.gov and shop around other options, and you might find uh, cheaper options or options that have more coverage based on your specific needs. Um, and so, you know, I would definitely urge people to check it out regardless, uh, and, you know, hopefully that can, uh, that can find you uh, better options as well. Mm-hmm. So the plans may have changed. In the Correct. Of the the plans may get changed, or they might mm-hmm. offer better services, or some people might also uh, qualify for different financial assistance that they may not have had before. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, Vijay, I want to go to you to, to pick up on something we, we've introduced here, and that's the idea of um, changes to the Affordable Care Act and the marketplace um, in the next, you know, let's just say year. And what does that mean to you? I know that, that you had experience with healthcare coverage prior to ACA and know that you've had experience after. So what, what does this uncertainty and, and potential changes, what do those mean to you? Um. It has me very worried. Um, I do believe that as far as this year, 2017, I, I don't think that we will have any changes seen this year. So I would encourage everybody, get insurance this year, get to the doctor, get all your tests covered, get your preventative care taken care of, because I, I, I am really worried that starting next year, I may not have insurance. And I have looked at all of the different proposals on of what have been proposed as a, a replacement, and, and nothing will help me. Um, getting insurance across state lines will not help. Having access to a health savings account doesn't help a self-employed person like me. Um, really, the protections afforded us through the Affordable Care Act are invaluable. And I have a couple years. I'm, I'm much older than Ashani. I'm 61, and so I'm not eligible for 
uh, Medicare yet, and so I have, and, and my cost is much greater because I'm so much older, and so I, I am very concerned about it. Uh, one thing I am extremely thankful for is that I live in the state of California. We are a very large state, and our state government has said we have our own exchange, and we plan on, and our state government has said that they plan on doing everything possible to keep the benefits going for the people in California. Um, but I'm really afraid that I'm going to lose my health care and, and not be able to afford it. And even if they allow that people with pre-existing conditions can stay on health care without the benefit of subsidies, I wouldn't be able to afford it. Currently, because of my age, my, my premium goes up, and it's very expensive. It's over $900 a month currently. And without a subsidy, that would be an extreme hardship for me to, to undertake for healthcare, and yet I know that I can't, I, I, I need it because I have so many medical issues. So it is a very much a concern for me, and I am, I'm doing what Ashani said. I'm calling my representative. I have now on my cell phone, I have the, the numbers for both, both of my senators and my local representative, and I am making calls to them almost on a daily basis and letting them know how important this is to me and asking them to fight for our um, for the, the things that we have gained through the Affordable Care Act um, that we're that are at risk for losing. And for pre existing conditions it's not just with cancer patients, but almost anybody my age nowadays has had some kind of medical issue. And that means if this is re- repealed, you won't be able to get insurance. If we have to go back to the old ways. Um, I also know that discrimination under my old policy before the Affordable Care Act, I had breast cancer, and my insurance company denied the last stage of my reconstruction. And I found out they were well within their rights because the the 1996 Women's Health Care and Cancer Rights Act didn't cover individual policies. Um, if you had a group policy through your employer, yes, you were covered, but if you're in the individual market, it's the wild, wild west, and the insurance companies could basically do whatever they wanted to, and we simply cannot afford to go backwards. Great. Thank you for that, and we're going to also pick, pick up on that after this last commercial break. This is Frankly Speaking About Cancer. I am standing in today for Kim Tebaldo. Our show is sponsored today by Novartis Oncology, and we will be back right after this quick break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. People living with breast cancer often find it difficult to ask for help, and many of the people in their lives want to help but don't know how. During National Breast Cancer Awareness Month, Cancer Support Community is proud to support Meal Trains sponsored by Magnolia, which utilizes Mealtrain.com, a free shared online calendar to streamline the process of giving and receiving meals for families coping with breast cancer. Help us reach our goal of 1,000 new breast cancer-specific meal trains this October. To learn more, visit Mealtrain.com slash MMT and enter the code MAGNOLIAB or visit us at cancersupportcommunity.org. Cancer Support Community is proud to be a partner of Magnolia Meals at Home, a new pilot program that aims to help patients by providing nourishing meals to households affected by breast cancer so loved ones can spend more quality time together. This program is currently available in and around two pilot cities, Andover, Massachusetts, and Woodcliffe Lake, New Jersey. Participants will receive one delivery of meals every month for up to six months when enrolled in the program. Each delivery includes up to seven meals designed to help meet the nutritional needs of people living with breast cancer and 10 meals for family members. This novel program is brought to you by the Azi Women's Oncology Program, Magnolia. Cancer Care, the Cancer Support Community, and Meals on Wheels Association of America. To find out if you or loved ones are eligible, visit online at www.magnoliamealsathome.com or call 617-733-5848. 
Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You're listening to Frankly Speaking About Cancer with the Cancer Support Community, an inspirational program offering the resources you need to live a better life with cancer. Now here's your host, Kim Tibaldo, President and CEO of the Cancer Support Community. We are back with Frankly Speaking About Cancer, and I am your guest host today, Linda House. We're going to be closing out this show on navigating the 2017 open enrollment period with BJ Slate and Ashwani Jane. And we are going to spend some time on the resources that we mentioned in the, the previous segments because there are a lot of them and I want to just review how to reach, how to get them and then what they, what they really are. So we've warned you and asked you to get a, a pen and a piece of paper. And Ashwani, I'm going to start with you. Healthcare.gov. So www.healthcare.gov. Gov. What can our listeners expect to find there? Yeah, absolutely. So at healthcare.gov, uh, you can find uh, your ability to shop around uh, on average of 30 different health insurance plans. Uh, you can also find numbers uh, and other websites that uh, can uh, help you navigate your own specific needs, uh, your own specific costs if you qualify for financial in, uh, financial assistance. Uh, and, and really find an affordable option that works for you and your family. And you gave a telephone number, because a lot of us still like to speak with humans. You gave the number 1-800-318-2596. Is that correct, and what can our listeners expect to find there? Yes, that is absolutely correct, and uh, if you call that number... Uh, then that uh, allows you to speak to an individual who we call a navigator uh, that can really work through your specific plan in your specific community, uh, confidential, and they can really help walk you through uh, all the different types of plans that you could qualify for, the financial assistance that you can qualify for, uh, compare different plans based on your needs and based on your wants, and then help you find uh, the best option that works specifically for you and your, uh, your family. And there was one more website that you mentioned, and it is www.localhelp.help, so localhelp.healthcare.gov. Tell us about that. Yes. Uh, and so if you go to that website, uh, it prompts you for your specific state and community a lot quicker. So healthcare.gov is an overall uh, website where you can uh, navigate and find a lot more options and a lot more uh, information about the different insurance plans, localhelp.healthcare.gov uh, can kind of target to your specific community and state. Great. Thank you. So, VJ, I know that we have mentioned um, your book. You, you do a lot of work in, in smoking cessation and tobacco control, and our listeners can learn more about you and read uh, your work, not only on tobacco, but also on coverage and, and health insurance by going to www.djslate.com. Yes, and if you want to prevent, yes, if you want to prevent yourself from getting cancer, one of the best things you can do is stop smoking. Um, it's, and even if you're going through the cancer treatment, it's a great. You really should stop smoking during your treatment at least because it. It will help your treatment go better and everything. And on my website, I have a lot of articles that I've written about how to quit smoking. There's also a, a whole bunch of videos that you can watch, so you don't even have to read them. You can just watch on how to be successful at, at becoming smoke-free. And so there's a bunch of articles on there, and there's links to podcasts that I've done in the past, uh, links about uh, different resources that are available. Great. Thank you. And then uh, a website that I mentioned, that Swanee mentioned, that we're particularly proud of, 
a cancer support community and a number of nonprofit organizations partnered to create the Cancer Insurance Checklist. And there is a full website dedicated to the Cancer Insurance Checklist where you can download the actual worksheet as well as uh, find links to other, other valuable resources. And the way to reach the Cancer Insurance Checklist is www.cancerinsurancechecklist.org. And I will also mention now the 1-800 number offered by the Cancer Support Community. So if you have questions about anything covered on today's show, you are more than welcome to call our Cancer Support Helpline. That number is 1-888-793-9355. And I'm going to mention because of the conversation that we had around the ACA and the potential for repeal of the ACA. One more website for those listeners who would be interested in joining the Cancer Support Community's Grassroots Network. And the Grassroots Network is really a group of individuals who are invested in cancer and are interested in making a meaningful change um, by raising their voices to, to policymakers. There's a website at www.csc, the initials for Cancer Support Community, CSC advocate.org, so www.cscadvocate.org. And if you are a listener like VJ who is interested in communicating directly with your uh, your representatives on Capitol Hill, you will find materials there to make it easy to do so, especially now around uh, the, the changes and the uncertainty of the, uh, of the ACA. So now that you have those resources, um, I want to just, a final word from both BJ and Ashwani. Um, given all that we've covered on uh, the show today, what would you like our listeners to remember as we close out? BJ, let's start with this you. Is, okay. Um, what I would say is, um, you're, unfortunately, you have to be your own health advocate. And if you can't advocate for yourself when it comes to health insurance, please find someone who um, can help you navigate through the, the system and take care of you while uh, you're in treatment. I, I know that that can be a very confusing time while you're going through chemotherapy and everything, but you need to have somebody who's fighting for you and your rights as a patient. And um, and then when you're able, please make your voice heard to your members of Congress, your senators and your, your representatives in the House of uh, Representatives and, and let them know how important health care is uh, for not just cancer patients, but everyone in our country. And I truly hope that we can work towards a single-payer system so uh, we don't have these financial concerns and people aren't going bankrupt because of medical bills. So make your voice heard. Great. Thank you. Ashwani, final word from you. Yes, and I would like to just echo what uh, Vijay said as well. Uh, but for me, I'll make one final plug for uh, healthcare.gov. Uh, just because, uh, you know, the team at HHS, uh, we worked really hard to make sure that navigating the marketplace uh, is as easy as possible. Not only can you find in-person assistance to walk you through your individual needs, but you can also use the tools at healthcare.gov to compare different plans, on average up to 30 different plans, and for prices that are less than $100 for most people after financial assistance. Uh, and for people like us with pre-existing conditions, uh, you know, being able to shop for affordable healthcare it really can provide a great sense of security and control that we don't necessarily uh, have without the ACA. And so, uh, you know, stay positive, uh, stay active, and, and if you can, visit healthcare.gov. Great. Thank you. So, Ashwani, Vijay, thank you so much for coming back on the show, and we hope that you'll join us again for future shows. You're such a great, a great resource for, for our listeners. As a quick reminder, the open enrollment period ends in a couple of weeks, so January the 31st. You need to listen to this show and immediately go to the resources that we've, we've mentioned during the show and get yourself enrolled, please. Um, to all of our listeners, I'd like to thank you for joining us today. Thank you for allowing me to be your guest host. I'm the president of the Cancer Support Community. Kim will be back with you next week. Just as a reminder, the Cancer Support Community provides a multitude of in-person, online, and over-the-phone support. If you or someone you know is faced with a cancer diagnosis, you do not have to do it alone. You can visit us at our website, which is www.cancersupportcommunity.org. There you can find materials, you can find additional information, you can find a location that's near your home. 
You're also welcome to call our toll-free helpline, and that number again is 888-793-9355 to speak with a licensed counselor Monday through Friday, 9 to 9. Advocate for higher quality comprehensive care that includes social and emotional support by becoming a Grassroots Advocacy Network member. And I gave you that address before, but it is www.cscadvocate.org. If you or a loved one has ever been diagnosed with cancer, we invite you to share your experience with us at the Cancer Experience Registry, www.cancerexperienceregistry.org. Until the next time, be well, do well, live well. Thank you for joining us for Frankly Speaking About Cancer with your host, Kim Tibaldo. We're here for you every Tuesday afternoon at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. In the meantime, stay connected online at cancersupportcommunity.org. That's cancersupportcommunity.org. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.